Hello, Star Babes. Welcome back to Starstruck Radio, your podcast for the astrology of the moment. In this podcast, we dive into all the specific details while also remembering that we are human and diving into all of the emotional experiences the transformation and the growth and the healing that the astrology prompts. My name is Rena. I'm your host for this podcast. And if you're not already, make sure you're following along on Instagram. It's at starstruck, two underscores, astrology. And then scroll down into the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter as well. It's a bullet point version of everything that I share in this episode. I love to start every episode with a check-in. So wherever you find yourself, whether it's cleaning your house, whether it's in the car driving, whether it's working at your desk, wherever you find yourself, let yourself just take a moment to drop in, to find a little bit of presence, and to just acknowledge And as you hold yourself in this energy of acknowledgement, just notice what you see. Notice what you feel. And start to recollect what you have experienced in the last seven days. I love to do these weekly reflections because life moves really fast. It just feels like we zoom through week after week after week and it becomes a blur. But when you can take time to do this seven-day reflection, what unfolded in the past seven days? What did you experience in your life from March 5th to March 11th? What energies came your way? What did you process? What challenged you? What did you learn? What felt good? What felt new? Let yourself really remember what you have been moving through. And when we reflect, it is so powerful because we live through life. And as we live, our memories become subconscious and the way we form them become subconscious. And so the way we make meaning out of experiences we go through is subconscious. However, when we reflect, it becomes conscious. When we reflect, we make the narrative of how we choose to remember it, how we choose to store that information in our our subconscious. When we reflect, we have authority over the meaning we make out of our life. And so give yourself this moment to reflect, to feel the meaning of this past week, to feel the meaning of the astrological transits that we unfolded in the last week. They're big ones. They're big ones. The way you make meaning out of last week is significant for how the next two years will go. So once you have that meaning, just come back to yourself, come back to your body, Take a moment to send all that energy, but in the opposite direction. So now looking forward into the next seven days, 
from March 12th to March 18th. What is your intention? What do you hope to experience? What challenges might you anticipate? And while we cannot reflect on the experiences yet, how can you surrender into whatever they are, knowing that they hold the exact meaning that you need? Feel your intention one last moment. Really feel your body with that feeling of what you want to feel in these next seven days. Take a breath in. Exhale. Okay, diving into what the hell happened last week. Last week was significant. And both of these significant shifts happened on Tuesday, March 7th. Let's start out with the big one. On Tuesday, March 7th, Saturn moved from Aquarius to Pisces. The planet of Saturn, which represents structure, discipline, organization, masculinity, durability, the hard things in life. It moved into Pisces, the romantic dreamer, the creative, the wanderer, the seeker, the emotional one, the spiritual one, the intuitive one. And so with Saturn moving into Pisces, it is a restructuring of our life to welcome more intuition, more creativity, more romance in, more emotion in. But not just more of all of those things, all of those things with more integrity. Dreams with more integrity, romance with more integrity. Saturn wants to make sure that there's actually a sense of discipline there. There's a responsibility that's known. Saturn, while moving into Pisces, has shifted out of Aquarius. Saturn had been in Aquarius since 2021. And Saturn in Aquarius was this restructuring of how we as individuals relate to our sense of collective. And when you look back on 2021 to now, it's like, wow, yes, we really did. Whether it was conversations about um, <laughs> vaccines, whether it was conversations about work from home, whether it was conversations about the digital age and how it is changing, not just our daily lives, but say our youth. We've very much had this intense two years of facing the hard questions of those Aquarian themes. And looking back on Saturn and Aquarius, can you see how Saturn pushes us to bring more with more integrity, right? Aquarius is about individual. Aquarius is about collective. It's about technology. It's about innovation. It's about thought leadership, And not only have those become more predominant themes in our 
day-to-day life in society. But we have been forced to face the hard questions to interact with those themes with integrity. And integrity can be a weird word, right? That sometimes gets mixed up with a form of perfectionism. And integrity is ability to be messy, but to be wholehearted, to be vulnerable. To be responding from your truth rather than your traumas. And so as Saturn moved out of Aquarius last week and into Pisces, we're going to start to feel those same collective shifts. But instead of in these themes of the collective and individual and technology and innovation, it's going to be in romance, creativity, emotions, spirituality, intuition. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of people having spiritual awakenings. Or maybe people that had spiritual awakenings in 2020 realizing, oh my God, I fell back asleep. Oh my God, I fell back asleep. And coming in back to the spirituality, but with more of that integrity. In terms of how I experienced it, I always like to share an anecdote of my life because Well, yes, I'm diving into the technical details and I'm painting out the archetypal themes and the data that I infer. I think it is so powerful to show the genuine human experience of these transits because it's not just what they are. It's not just what the transits are, but how we receive them, how we respond to them, how we move through them, because we're not supposed to just like have these transits go by and we're, we just follow them perfectly and we are meant to be challenged by them. They are here to give us the fluctuations in life to help us grow, to help us evolve. And so I love sharing these personal anecdotes as an inside look of, of what it means to be human with these transits. What does it really feel like? So I will share in the past week, at first, when I was prepping for this episode, I was almost dreading recording it because I was like, I don't really know what to say about Saturn and Pisces. I don't know if I have full thoughts on it yet. But the more I thought about it, the more it did become very clear. So I'll kind of bring you through my experience day by day, knowing we've only been in Saturn and Pisces for about Four days. I'm recording this on Friday, so Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, four days. So this transit was like highly anticipated because it's a significant one, right? It's a conversation that I knew I wanted to bring into the starstruck community. And I think, you know, every astrologer wants to bring into their communities before the transit happens. This is one that we want people to know about and prepare for because it is that significant. It is that big. And especially there are lots of you who are moving through Saturn returns. A few people have wished me a happy Saturn return. It is not my Saturn return. (laughs) I am a 96 baby, but my Saturn is an Aries. So I will not go into my Saturn return until I am 30. That was a little side note, but it was just funny because I got a lot of messages this week, like, happy Saturn return. Good luck. And I'm like, mm-hmm, no. <laughs> um, but I was highly anticipating this transit all of last week. 
And then on Tuesday, I had a full day of client calls. And they were the type of client calls where I was just in it. I was so in it. I was immersed in the energy that we were moving. I was passionate. I just felt I felt incredible. And to be honest, I'm going to read out my schedule because it was a crazy day. I taught a yoga class from 7.30 or yeah, 7.30 to 8.30. I had a client from 10 to 11, 15 a.m. That was a birth chart reading. And then I did a Reiki healing client from 11.30 to 12.45, which by the way, this medium starstruck astrology is all all about astrology but over at urban buddha i do spiritual life coaching i do reiki i do breath work um and so much more over there so i had that client and then from 2 to 2:45 i had um a sign on call with a new one to one lifestyle design client a spiritual life coaching client and then from oh this was so fun from 3 to sunset I met up with my friend who is a fellow creative. She's a painter. We drove up from LA into Malibu and we did a photo shoot on the beach. So you can see it was like yoga, immersive clients, photo shoot. And immediately, and it was just effortless. Like I didn't mean to do that on the day that Saturn entered Pisces. It just was on my calendar. And immediately it was like, wow, I, f- I feel that Saturn and Pisces is, okay, the yoga, let's break it down, is embodiment of, of spirituality, right? Pisces is that spirituality, that mysticism, but Saturn is the body, it's, it's embodiment. And then it's this deep spiritual connection and guidance, trust in the unknown and navigating that. And then it's creativity and taking your creativity to the next level, collaborating and working with other creatives and really like doing the thing, getting organized to get your creative vision actually out there in the world. I'm so blown away with the photos that we took. I cannot wait to see them. If you want to see them, follow Urban Buddha because we did a photo shoot for Urban Buddha, not Starstruck. But it's like that photo shoot even, I mean, we we both needed photos for our businesses and we knew we could either pay a couple hundred dollars to get a professional photographer and go to the same beach and create the same vision, or we both are content creators and have a photographic eye and we communicate well with each other and, and understand each other's style. And so we could just go with our film cameras and with our iPhones and get the shots. And that's exactly what we did. It wasn't overcomplicated at all. It was the most simplistic version. And like, even to the point where when we were on the beach, we like grabbed the photos and then and we were kind of stressed about time because of traffic. And, you know, we were working with the lighting at sunset and we got done before the sunset. And we were like, wait, are we done? Like, I, but yeah, like we got all the shots we wanted. And, and that is Saturn and Pisces to me. It is like, Okay, get out of the head. Like literally, what is the bare minimum logistics that need to happen for this vision to come into reality, tangible reality, and then just doing it and being pleasantly surprised with how incredibly it comes in. 
And I think the way that sometimes these long-term transits work is at the beginning, if you've ever read the book The Alchemist, it's kind of similar. At the beginning, it shows you the magic that's available. So I think that photo shoot was Saturn and Pisces showing me the magic that was available. We have Saturn and Pisces for the next two years. And so I'm sure as I keep leaning into that, I'm going to evolve. I'm going to learn. I'm going to have to um, work with my subconscious, right? Because that's Pisces. I'm going to have to set some boundaries and I'm, I'm going to have to grow with it. But on Tuesday, March 7th, 2023, the first day of Saturn moving into Pisces, I understand the magic of it. And so I wonder, think back to what happened to you on Tuesday, March 7th. Was there anything parallel for you? And I will share too, in my chart, Pisces rules my fifth house of creativity, of romance, of playfulness. And so this is a very kind of like benevolent transit for me. It's going to, Pisces is creativity, but especially in my chart and any other Scorpio risings out there, it is going to highly center around creativity. If you are someone who says has Pisces in the second house of money, maybe it won't be so much about creativity, but it will be more about um, your intuition around money, right? And 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 yes, creativity. Like, I'll, for example, actually, my boyfriend has Pisces ruling his second house, and on Tuesday, March seventh, his um, bed frame broke a few days prior and had to actually be thrown out, and he just had his mattress on the floor. And it was a temporary thing, but he was like, I'm not in a rush. Like, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't a stressful thing. It was just like, oh, damn, that broke. I didn't love it anyway. Um, So I'll just get a new one when I get a new one. And then, so it was, the mattress was on the floor for a few days. And then on Tuesday, March 7th, when Saturn went into his second house of Pisces, he found a bed frame on Facebook Marketplace. And it's this gorgeous rattan bed frame that's kind of like um, mid-century modern inspired and it was a bed frame that was originally like a thousand two hundred dollars and he was able to get it for five hundred and so I think it like perfect example of that Saturn moving through his second house of Pisces of like helping him into it with money. And he got, he wanted to spend that money on that bed frame. I think usually he would have only spent like, you know, a hundred to 200, but we are moving in together soon. And he knew that this is a, you know, nice, like luxury, sturdy bed frame that we would want in our future home together. And so it was that like foresight, that intuition there. So that was a little bit of a fun transit, but I wanted to give the example. I wanted to add the caveat that like, I and my personal chart bias, I will naturally feel the creativity of Saturn and Pisces a lot. And I wanted to give the example of another chart so that you know, like if you're like, I don't know, I just don't feel that creative connection that intensely, look at where Pisces rules in your chart and it'll start to tell you more of what you likely do feel. And I will say too, if you don't know how to do that, book a birth chart reading. Book a birth chart reading. We'll cover that and so much more. Or join Starstruck Astrology Club. In Starstruck Astrology Club, literally every week I, I guide you of how to pull up your chart, how to look at it, how to read it, and actually understand information from it. And then not just understand information from it, but apply it to your life, right? I'm not only an astrologer, but a life coach. So like 
you understand the info and then you apply it, you embody it, you work it in with these coaching questions I give you. Okay, so, and then I guess I covered just Tuesday, March 7th, but looking at the rest of my week from there, I was very calm. I will say I was calmer than usual. On Wednesday, I normally teach a breathwork class and a yoga class at night, and they asked me to sub the sound bath afterwards. So, and it's already a double, right? It's already like a pretty intense healing night. But I did all of my favorite in-person healing modalities. I have been dreaming of leading a breathwork, yoga, Reiki, sound marathon experience for so long, for so long. And again, on Wednesday, I didn't even try. It just came into my calendar. It just came into my calendar. And then on Thursday, I flew out of LA to Philly. I'm actually in Philly right now. And today, again, I felt very calm. I think I think there's a calmness. Saturn and Aquarius, I was talking about this with some people who are entering their Saturn return. Saturn and Aquarius had this very, like, ecstatic, electric um, spark kind of energy to it. Whereas Saturn and Pisces has a smoother surrender to it that feels a little bit more natural. So I do think we will feel more calm. Saturn in Aquarius was not a necessarily easy transit. And and Pisces, Saturn in Pisces, it's not like Saturn is by no means at home in Pisces, right? It's Saturn is trying to contain the uncontainable when it's in Pisces, but it's at least water. We can at least catch some of it. And then there's this kind of gorgeous overflow if we tune our energy correctly. But with Saturn and Aquarius, like it's it's challenging because it's Aquarius wants to rebel. So every time we would get some form of stru- some form of structure, the energy would want to like snap out, you know? And and that's essential because that snap helps us to evolve into the next structure. But I do think Saturn and Pisces is going to be calmer, smoother. And I've just had a few moments, whether it was the photo shoot or whether it was this, you know, evening mini retreat at the yoga studio where I teach, or even today on Friday, I went to go get my nails done. And I have been on a journey with my nails. (laughs) This is such a funny tangent. Um, But I've been on a journey with my creative expression, right? Like my clothes, my, my personal style. And I had to balance that with some financial responsibilities when I moved from New York to LA. And I haven't been able to do things like get my nails done for basically a year. And I got my nails done a few months ago in December, actually, and I rode them all the way out until now, March. So I literally had the same nails from December to March. That's impressive. And my nails were able to get stronger. And so my nails have been growing out the whole time. I got my nails done today and we did a complete square style and I got this and I got a black color on it and my nails look incredible. Like I'm not, I don't know how to, like, I'm not even going (laughs) to, I'm just going to gas myself up right now. My nails look incredible. They look so cool and they just look like 
you know, when you're scrolling on Pinterest and you're just like, Ooh, wow. Like that looks cool. But it's like, I don't even know how I would access that. I don't even know how I would do that. Like she was doing my nails and I just couldn't believe that it was my hands. And it literally felt like my hands quantum leapt. And the same thing happened with the photo shoot. I was looking at the photos and it was such a cool vibe. I was wearing a blazer on a wooden chair on a beach in Malibu with big rocks behind me. And I was like, wow, my visual storytelling, my my brand photos, my own self-expression, my ability to model, my ability to create a vision for a photo shoot that all quantum leapt when I was doing the sound bath and the Reiki and the yoga I was like wow my in-person space holding space for healing quantum leapt and I just I keep zoning into these specific things in my life where I'm like oh that just quantum leapt and there's something about Pisces that is so Pisces is the unknown Pisces is the universe. Pisces is the subconscious. And I don't know how many of you are into Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he talks about the quantum field. And the quantum field is this point in the universe. In spiritual terms, it's it's understood as the Akashic Records. It's this zone where everything exists. It's a record of where everything is, every possibility. And because this zone holds so much, it is, it is everything. And so it is also nothing. And so it is the quantum, but it is also the void. Saturn in Pisces is about coming in with authority and embodiment and logistical organization so that you can turn the void into the quantum. So that you can transmute that shift, which will require over the next two years, there will likely be some void experiences, you know, going into the void, the dark nights of the soul, but they are to transmute into the quantum. And depending on your relationship to that, this transit might feel really good or really intense. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just part of that evolutionary journey. You can't, you can't sidestep it. It's essential if you want to actually evolve. The other things that happened last week is we had the full moon in Virgo. Honestly, I loved this full moon. It happened on the same day as Saturn moving into Pisces. And I just found it to be incredibly grounding. Incredibly grounding, especially in a transit as intense as Saturn moving into Pisces. So there was lots of organization that I noticed myself and people around me doing. For me too, I think like that creativity of Pisces, Virgo came in and helped me really refine, like like refine the vision, refine what I want people to feel, refine what I want to say, go in meticulously, right? And that Saturn and Pisces is like, okay, like I said, what's the base minimum? Like what's the bare minimum organization that just needs to get done in order for this dream to become like an actual thing? And then the full moon in Virgo was like, yeah. And like, what, what are the specific things that are going to drive this way forward versus getting lost in the details that don't really have impact? So this full moon, it was just pretty balanced and easy and and nice. And, and I do love a moon in Virgo. 
because it's this natural compartmentalization of emotions, which of course has its shadow elements, but feels very supportive at the same time. Okay, so that is what happened last week. Looking forward into what's up next universe, what's happening next week on Sunday, March 12th. So if you're listening to this episode the the day that this episode comes out, Jupiter is conjunct Chiron. In last week's episode, we talked about the Venus-Jupiter-Chiron-Vesta conjunction in Aries. And you may have seen Venus and Jupiter in the sky recently, right next to each other. So that energy is still unfolding. And just to recap some of what I shared last week, I mean, it's just this turbocharge of energy in Aries. It's a rebirth. (laughs) It's genuinely a rebirth. That Vesta is our inner spark. That Chiron is our healing, specifically healing our ego, healing our identity. Venus is that love, joy, and abundance. So healing to access an identity that resonates with love, joy, and abundance. And then Jupiter is just expanding all of that. Jupiter is like we're adding a firecracker into that to just help it explode even more. So that is that is a longer term multi-conjunction. But specifically on Sunday, Jupiter is exactly conjunct Chiron. So like I said, Jupiter is the planet of expansion, abundance, good fortune, and Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron represents the wounds that we are meant to have and that we are meant to heal because that healing story, that healing journey has significance. And from the other side of living through that story, we help to heal others. And so with Jupiter conjunct Chiron and Aries, it's really, really expanding and zoning into healing of our ego. I'm getting the ping right now. This is a great day to drop in and burn away any imposter syndrome. Mm, With that Aries fire sign, just burn that imposter syndrome away because imposter syndrome is a um, disease of the ego, right? With Jupiter conjunct Chiron, who are you? Who is the healed version of you? Who is the healing version of you? Knowing that we are never just healed, but you do hit bookends in your healing. And so what what is, say, um, depending on where Aries is in your chart. So Aries, for me, rules my sixth house um, of the body. And I do air towards having, air towards, I do have chronic gut issues. So, you know, for me with this conjunction, I might zone in and ask, like, what's, what's the version of me that has a healed gut? What's that identity? What's the imposter syndrome I feel there? How can I burn that imposter syndrome away? <laughs> How can I honor the story of the healing this is another Joe Dispenza quote, but he talks about how, you know, reaching a goal isn't about the goal. If you want to make a million dollars, it is not about making a million dollars. It is about the person you become on the way of making a million dollars. 
because you have to transform in order to get that change in your life. And so for me, it's not with Aries in my sixth house. It's not about my gut being healed. It's about who I become when I heal my gut. And knowing that at the end with my healed gut, I'm looking back and that story has significance. That journey has significance. And in honoring that significance, I heal others. I support others. So take a look in your chart where Chiron is. That will tell you more about your core wound and your core healing in the journey that you hold. Since Chiron is transiting, like Chiron and Aries is transiting, it's it's kind of a grace of healing through that part of our chart and, and less specifically about the wounding, but Chiron is looking at any wounding that exists there. So for example, uh, do I want to get into this? I was about to dive into my natal Chiron, but I have a 12th house Chiron, which is just... Um, one of the most intense parts of my chart. So actually, I we're not going to go there today. But yeah, just know that when where Chiron is transiting your chart, you're getting a grace of healing there. And it's just applying like ointment to the wounds. <sighs> okay. The second transit that is happening next week is that Venus enters Taurus. I can't believe it. I feel like Venus was just in Pisces. It went fast in Aries. Um, Venus and Taurus. Venus is at home in Taurus. Venus is incredible in Taurus. It is about the physical finer things. Your environment your comforts, your money. Venus in Taurus is an incredible time to do self-worth and money healing. It is a great time to connect to your body and your body's beauty, but through rest, through maybe resting your face from makeup, resting your hair from excessive heating tools, getting more sleep, And just letting yourself open to the beauty of life when you get more sleep, right? Taurus is so grounded. Taurus is so connected to the earth. But Taurus tells us the earth is the most beautiful thing. So Venus and Taurus is having us connect back into that innate beauty when we can surrender and rest enough into it. And as we do so, our self-worth increases. And then our you know, external physical experience of life also gets to benefit. Ooh, I'm excited for Venus and Taurus. I loved Venus and Pisces. I feel like I didn't even get a, a second to register Venus and Aries. Venus and Aries was more like firecracker energy. Um, I don't know, like drop it like it's hot. <laughs> I think in one episode I said it was like Ariana Seven Rings. I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. And I guess that's the nature of Venus and Aries. It, it's snappy. It moves fast. It's it's direct. So direct you might even miss it, but it, it, it definitely levels up your experience. It supercharges your experience. And now Venus is moving into Taurus, and so we get to slow down a little bit and really enjoy. I would say on Thursday when Venus goes into Taurus, like, 
go buy yourself a candle. Go get yourself an essential oil diffuser or um, get a facial or something along those lines. Like let yourself really indulge. Yes, that is the word for Venus and Taurus is indulgence. But indulgence from a place after you have worked with that self-worth. Because if you are trying to indulge while the self-worth is not aligned, that is, what's the word? Not escapism. Denial. Maybe escapism. Yeah. And Taurus will not let you sustain that. Taurus will not let you sustain that. And just for all of you, so you know, Taurus is, or Venus is in Taurus until April 11th. So we have it for a full month. I'm so excited. About three weeks, kind of. I'm so excited. And that is what's up next in the universe. So I hope you loved this episode. I feel like it was a little shorter, but I'm into it. I feel like we also got some juicy insights and information in it. I want to hear your personal shares. Like in this podcast, I... It's a one-way stream, so I'm telling you all about my personal shares, and I know you're hearing it and relating, and I want to hear what yours are too. I want to hear what happened to you on Tuesday when Saturn went into Pisces. I want to hear if you also felt like this full moon was super grounding and felt satisfying and compartmentalizing your emotions. I want to hear where Aries rules in your chart and what supercharge of ego healing and imposter syndrome you are burning away on Sunday the 12th. I want to know all these things. I love it. I love it. In the Instagram bio of the Starstruck page, I wrote, I look at the stars to see your soul. To see your soul. I look at the stars to see your soul. And yeah, I like looking at the chart, but I like looking at the chart because I like speaking to the soul. I like connecting with the soul. I like seeing other people for who they are in their soul. So please, please, please always feel welcome to share. If you are loving this podcast, I would so highly appreciate it if you took a moment to leave a review. These reviews are so helpful to help other people find this podcast. Because when we get more reviews in, it's easier to search for this podcast. Or this podcast might show up in um, a recommended page at the bottom of someone's podcast app. These reviews also really help me. They know that you're listening. They help me know that you like it. They give me a nice little ego boost. Um, And I just so appreciate that energy exchange. I'm trying to think if there's any other updates. Oh yeah, biggest update to tell you, Starstruck Astrology Club doors are open. So let me tell you a little bit about the club. In Starstruck Astrology Club, we meet bi-weekly, but you get resources every week. And we meet on the new moon and the full moon. I give you a guided video and a workbook to break down how the full moon or the new moon is exactly influencing your chart. And then, like I said, I give you the coaching sequence questions so you can figure out how to integrate it into your life. We then meet on our live call. On our live call, it's community shares. So we either, you know, are like, oh my gosh, when looking at my chart, I had this huge breakthrough and that makes sense because I've been struggling with that. But like, now I feel empowered. And it's just this like community circle moment. 
it's also your chance to ask me questions of like, okay, wait, I'm lost. So I'm, you know, I, this new moon is happening in my seventh house. So I think that means it's good for relationships, but like, I don't know if I'm reading that right. Can you confirm? And I come in and I, I give you guidance and I also give you my take as an astrologer looking at your chart. So those are the logistics of the club, but beyond those logistics, Starstruck Astrology Club is such a transformative container because not only will you learn astrology and deepen your astrology skills and your craft, but you will expand your intuition. Because when you work with your chart, when you work with every single new and full moon, the moon is connected to your intuition. Your chart is looking at, when you look at your chart, you're looking at who you are. So you are developing a stronger sense of self and cultivating a more supported and potent intuition. And there's no way that your life does not transform when you nurture those things. One of my favorite things that a Starstruck member said one time is she was like, yeah, I love Starstruck because like I do heal self-guided healing work all the time, but when you're doing self-guided healing work and shadow work prompted by the stars, like you can't run from it. Like if the full moon is telling you it's in your 10th house of career, then you got to look at your 10th house of career. Even if like you would have normally just ignored it and done shadow work around relationships, you know? So it's so transformative. And I have not even mentioned the community. The community, I mean, I mentioned it briefly when I was talking about the community shares, but this is a circle of people who get you, who have such similar values to you and who see you for the version of you that you really are, that see you for the version of you that is your highest self, your truest self, your most authentic self. And it's a place where you can just connect socially with people who are passionate about the same things. We have the live calls. We also have a group Voxer chat where we share updates real time of like, you know, oh my gosh, it's Jupiter and Chiron conjunction is like kicking my ass today. And someone else will come in and be like, oh my God, same. I took a bath and it really helped. So I recommend that, you know, and like, it's just a space to, to be in communion and to support one another. So doors are now open. You can scroll in the show notes to join. And I can't wait to see you in it. Your life will hands down change. If you have questions about it, DM me. Or if you're like, I think I want to do it, but I don't know. Can I get a little bit more information? Send me a message. Just be like, hey, I'm curious about Starstruck. And I can't wait to connect. Okay. I will leave it at that. I hope you have a gorgeous week ahead. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon.